Hello everyone and welcome to this brand new episode Talking Manchester United with myself Brad Cox and today I have alongside me Rohit. Um, We're going to be discussing the 2021 campaign uh, as we get underway in January, discussing about yesterday's victory over Aston Villa and of course we will be previewing the next match, the big one in the derby, Manchester derby in the Carabao Cup semi-finals. Hi mate, you right. Hey Brad, good thanks, how are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Obviously it was a very important victory last night against Aston Villa. Um, I thought it was quite an interesting performance. I thought the first half United were dominant, first 15-20 minutes, um, which hasn't happened a lot under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer this season. Um, and I just kind of want your thoughts on how United didn't really seem to take advantage of their strong start this in the in the game last night. Yeah, you know it's it's um, it 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 was getting a quite a cliche in the first few game, well the last few games rather away from home, right? Uh, the the way to get a, a response out of United was to score against them. Yeah, <laughs> memories of the good old days. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with you. We definitely started really well yesterday for the first 15-20 minutes, thoroughly on top. Um, I was thinking that we would we would end up with the Leeds type scoreline if if uh, if we really took our chances. But um, unfortunately, we were not really good with with taking those those chances and finishing off. Right? It's it's something that I challenge this United team to do better in the in the upcoming weeks. So. Definitely, we need our strikers. I mean, Martial in particular, yeah, to get into better positions um, and finish off even better. Rashford has to get better at his finishing as well. And um, I think yesterday, what we we saw was the benefit of a of a winger, right? When Rashford played out on the on the right wing, definitely created many more chances as well. So that that overall balance uh, towards the right side uh, created. Many things, and you know, United are getting stronger and stronger as we as we we move through the season. Traditionally, Sir Alex's teams always got stronger after Christmas, right? Um, and I, I think we're starting to see that from Ole's team as well. I think it was interesting that point you made there about Rashford playing out on the right um, towards the second half, but this did mean that Pogba played out on the left. Um, and I, I remember tweeting it last night from the game at Old Trafford uh, that players were just drifting by Paul Pogba and often that made Luke Shaw um, un, under a lot of pressure. He was often double double teamed, um, and Pogba just wasn't there to wasn't there to apply any protection really for uh, Luke Shaw and it ended up becoming quite dangerous with Aston Villa with their crosses. They were whipping in crosses with Matty Cash uh, and El Ghazi as well for, for the likes of Ollie Watkins um, to get his head on it. And I thought Eric Bailly played excellent. I think we should talk about him a bit later on. But uh, the only issue with playing Rashford at right wing was that Pogba just did not track back because he was forced to play left wing. Um, and, you know, maybe in the summer, if, if United do end up getting a right winger, then they then Rashford can play on the left and he can track back a bit and help out. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was an excellent result overall. And, obviously, it puts Manchester United level on points with Liverpool, um, which is the best start to the season, obviously, um, after 15 games uh, that United have been. Uh, 16 games, sorry. Um, and it also 
has meant that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is now the closest to the top of the table after this stage of the season since Alex Ferguson left. So obviously, um, obviously a superb stat for himself, and and it's come come after a lot of hard work. It's been quite difficult for him at times, and especially these players who've. We've, I saw someone call it a roller coaster of a season. You know, two or three months ago, people were looking at Solskjaer. Is is he gone? Is it time for him to go? Uh, I was never, never Ollie out. I've always been Ollie in. Um, but I think we can kind of discuss that United are in a much better position now. Definitely, yeah, they are. Well, let's. Uh, I like to touch on a quick point that you made earlier on Paul Pogba striking back. I've I've tweeted pretty much the same thing after the first 15 20 minutes of yesterday's game yeah uh, he was exposing Luke Shaw a lot and look this is Paul Pogba in at Juventus this is Paul Pogba at in the French national team and Paul Pogba at United he never does enough traffic tracking back yeah did see a lot better effort from him last three four games um but he, he's not that kind of guy, you know, he's, he's not like Fred or McTominay that will be box-to-box or Bruno who will get back with that crazy work ethic uh, that we've seen even through the strenuous end of last season. Uh, I think we have to kiss that 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 ship goodbye. Uh, Paul Pogba is never going to be that, that tracking back midfielder. But after minute 25, he was playing like a possessed man. He was covering a lot of the pitch. I was extremely impressed. And... Uh, you know, the Paul Pogba episode has gone on too long now with him, his brothers, his, um, you know, even Didier Deschamps and his agent speaking out about his future and him not being at Manchester United. It, it's time for him to go uh, and we need to sell him and move him on. But until that day comes, I would be really happy if we could see more performances of that that kind of, of level that he gave us last night. Definitely. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Going forward, he was he was superb. I mean, he had the most chances, most touches in Aston Villa's box, which obviously he he won the penalty for Manchester United. Uh, but another player who's kind of come to fruition of of late has been Eric Bailly. I mean, it's the first time he started four games in a row since twenty seventeen, and you know that is that is a tough tough ask for a player to come back from so many injuries, so many setbacks to get back in, get himself into a side that could well be challenging for the title. I don't want to declare a title race as of yet because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has not done that and he has said many times that um, he will not be declaring a title race until around about the 30th game, um, which I think is, is a bit too late personally. But um, Eric Bailly, superb performance, basically won the three points for Manchester United there at the end. With a, with a, I think I described it as a as a scissor flying block, um, which is just one of those typical Eric Bailly blocks where he just gives absolutely everything. It gives you a little bit of a heart attack as he goes flying in in the box. You know, it could easily be a penalty if 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 the Aston Villa attacker Davis doesn't shoot and then uh, lets Bailly tackle him, sort of thing. Then that's a penalty. Um, but excellent from Eric Bailly. What were your perform- What was your thoughts on Bailly's performance last night? Eric Eric Bailly is one of those lovable madmen, right? Um, he's he, he for all these years that he's been at United, his biggest issue has been fitness and injuries, and uh, there there is in there a really really good defender if we can wrap him in cotton wool and keep him fit. And uh, I don't know if you've seen a tweet I put out uh, a few days ago after the, the the Wolves game. If United really are to win a title this year, right? Uh, 
there are two players we really need to keep fit. One is Bruno Fernandes and the second one is Eric Bailly. Uh, Eric Bailly brings in that pace element uh, on the side of, of Maguire. The minute Maguire plays with Bailly, Maguire is so much more relaxed, you can see. yeah. And Eric Bailly, yesterday's game, the Wolves game, he just keeps on, uh, you know, even I think it was against uh, uh, Everton in the Carabao Cup. He has that pace and he gets out, he senses the danger and he sprints across. Yesterday against uh, Ollie Watkins also once or twice. He covered so much ground to to intercept passes, to tackle the players. Uh, he's been really good since he's come back. Um, the challenge always is, can he remain fit? And, you know, there's a lot of talk about a need for a centre-back, which is clear. If you can keep Eric Bailly fit and injury-free, we don't need a centre-back, in my opinion. He's really strong besides Maguire. And he should be the first choice besides uh, besides Harry Maguire. Um you know, there, there is, there is of course, that no-context Eric Bailly Twitter account, which has gone from zero to 20,000 followers in a space of a week because he has those crazy moments. Like he did uh, uh, recently, I think it was against Leicester, where he raised his left arm, left, left hand to direct Fred towards a, a pass out towards uh, towards uh, Luke Shaw. And uh, Fred dinked the ball up to him and, and it hit his arm. He, he has those kind of funny moments, but... Uh, if he is disciplined, you know, and he puts uses his body and puts it on the line in the right way, um, I'm really, really confident that we have a, a really good defender over there till till the end of the season as a minimum. And then also another defender for Manchester United last night, who I thought improved uh, a, a massive amount, and we've been looking for him to contribute these t- these kind of things. Was Aaron Wan Bissaka on that right back position, getting himself forward more, putting in the crosses. Uh, and then ultimately got got an assist for Anthony Martial on that diving header. Um, I think that's something that Manchester United fans have been looking for a bit more from Aaron Wan-Bissaka is the final product, getting forward, taking on a player, getting in a dangerous cross. Because as of late, I mean, last season, excellently, excellent he is a defender. Um, you know, he his tackles, most tackles in the Premier League, is tracking back. Uh, but this season, I think defensively, he's been a bit worrying at times. You know, the RB Leipzig performance. Uh, even last night, lots of balls going over the top of his head. I mean, John McGinn nearly scored a volley in the first half if it wasn't for David De Gea's uh, quick reflexes. So, uh, Juan Bissaka, I think he's been really good this season. I agree with you. Look, Juan Bissaka is, uh, is a really good, good, was a really good signing, right, from Crystal Palace. And when he came through, you always knew how strong he was defensively. And if you consider... United's history since since Gary Neville, we've really not, not had a proper right back, right? Uh, it's, it's the makeshift guys. Even even Rafael was quite was quite good, but not a, a really strong defender in in in, in so, so so many ways. Uh, when Juan Bissaka came in, you know, he really he pocketed players like like Sterling. You know, he he's pocketed many many left wingers. Um, I mean, in his time at United done a really good number on them. Uh, it was quite clear, you know, I think especially United fans last year, we saw how good uh, uh, Trent has been for Liverpool, right? And he attacks. He's terrible defending, but he attacks and he creates so many opportunities for their strikers by his crossing and his and his bombing down that right wing. And um, what we've been asking Van Bissaka to do is get better at that now. You look at the games, I think it was it was a Sheffield game after the restart, you know, at Old Trafford, where he, 
did he get maybe one or two assists? Uh, I think okay for for Martial's goals, um, and he was getting better and getting better. And I think what's happened over the last few months is with his focus on attack, he has lost his defensive positioning. You will notice very often what he does is he drops back and then he goes in towards marking one of the strikers. Um, because maybe Maguire or Lindelof has moved out of position or something, or he's just left the left wing out completely and not marked him. And if you look at the games against Sevilla, for example, in the in the Europa League, he did that. He did that a lot against uh, Leipzig, uh, and that's why we we conceded that early early goal uh, from their left back as well. His defensive positioning has been uh, a question this season, and he's got to concentrate better on that, I believe. Um, easily the best one-on-one defender with his tackling um, in that that yes that that's an amazing gift yeah but I haven't given up on one Bissaka I think what he needs is he needs a little bit of competition there's there's been some talk of Max Aaron's recently I I still believe that you just throw in Brandon Williams over there and give him competition look at the other other fullback position right what has Show become with the introduction of of Dallas, right? In the last few months, that competition brings so much more responsibility, so much more uh, intensity and focus from players. That uh, he needs a bit of a of a of a challenge from a more attack minded uh, uh, right back like like Williams. Yeah? And then also, obviously, Wambasaka's performance ended up leading to the first goal, which then United took charge of and ended up getting the, the all-important three points um, and I think you know after 16 games top of the league pretty much you know without being without including goal difference um, level on points with the league leaders the question has to be asked are, are Manchester United really title contenders what, what are your thoughts it's it's um you know, we're getting a bit carried away, right? With this hashtag 21 is is coming and stuff, which I, I think is a little bit over the top. Um, I think it would be it would be silly to say United are going to win the title. It would be equally silly to say we have no chance. Yeah? Um, the fact that we're up there, uh, joined top pretty much on, on points, um, does does show that this team is capable and if i try to challenge myself and say yeah it's not going to be capable of doing it i keep telling myself well when we came out of that tottenham game and we got hammered at old trafford uh, a few months ago people were saying that we could be relegated you know we wouldn't make the top four and now we're up there with a really strong record in the last uh, 10 games it is without a loss uh, um, and we have the best form, you know. In fact, you look at it, the last 30 games you know, since Bruno Fernandes has been signed end of January uh, last year, United have the highest points in the league. It's it's that simple. So I do believe that we are capable of winning the league. There are three things that I believe need to be done in general from, from all this side to, to achieve, uh, achieve this. I'm not going to say that we've won it. I'm not going to say that we have no chance. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy every moment of this and and hope that um, every single person associated with Man United, whether you're a fan or a player, really believes in this opportunity and just, you know, give your all if you're a player and give your all to supporting the team because that's what they need right now. And the only thing is that 
if Manchester United do not win the Premier League this season, you've got to think that it's only going to get more difficult. You know, Chelsea, they needed a bit of gelling with all these new signings. It's not very often you see a Pep Guardiola Manchester City side playing this poorly. You know, Guardiola will turn it around. And if he can't turn it around, he'll turn to the transfer market because that's what Pep Guardiola does. Um, you know, Liverpool, they they just have injuries. I mean, with, you know, potentially with Van Dijk back um, and with their their full team flowing with uh, Trent and Gomez, you know, fully fit, then they're prob- they probably run away with the league this season. You know, there's no real competition other than United. And lots of Liverpool fans are saying, well, the league's basically theirs already because they don't see United as title contenders. Mm. And, you know, the only way to decide this will be by playing each other, which will be January 17th. I've been calling it a blockbuster for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> and I think it's going to become even more of a blockbuster, especially after last night. Um, we can now move on to the next game, which is Manchester City, of course, in the Carabao Cup semi-final. Ali Gunnar Solskjaer's fourth consecutive domestic semi-final. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of questions about Ali Gunnar Solskjaer and his mentality and the, the team's mentality of winning trophies as, you know, they've failed in the past three in the FA Cup. Europa League and the Carabao Cup last season um, but it seems to me that the the mentality of this United side has changed drastically they are looking at turning draws into wins and that now needs to change in the domestic cups and in knockouts it needs to change from getting halfway there getting to a semi-final is great it's it, it's excellent to get to a semi-final but you don't win anything for getting into a semi-final. Oligan Solskjaer now needs to take this Manchester United side to a final and win. Never mind just get to a final and lose. You might as well lose a semi-final. It does not matter. As long as you come home with that trophy, back to Old Trafford, then that is progress for me. I agree with you 100%. There. You know, one of the things is you need to you know, kind of break that seal, right? Uh you look at a team like like Spurs, right? They were a club like Spurs. They've had they've had built really good teams in the past. They've not just had that mentality to get ahead of that finishing line, right? Um, and mentality isn't built overnight. It, it takes time. And I fully agree with the frustration that you know we got to three semifinals and we didn't progress last season. But hey, we got to three semifinals, yeah, which was an achievement in the context of that is a team that is under a rebuild. Yeah? Now, this year, I expect more from us. And uh, the mentality is is improving. Now, you look at the way we fought back against teams like, like Southampton, right? 2-0 down, three goals, and we won, right? Uh, we've gone to Sheffield and made a silly mistake in the first two minutes. Yeah, they're bottom of the table, but we still saw the mentality to fight back and win. We've got we've had five games on the trot away from home going behind and fighting back. They're starting to build that never say die mentality again, and it will take time. And I promise you, uh, Brad, there still will be some failures yeah, with this team where we're still going to uh, maybe win one trophy, but make the same mistake in the semifinal or in the final of one trophy, or we may just not proceed progress as far as we did last year, right? It's one semifinal. We've still got to fight for the FA Cup and the, the Europa League, but I'm very happy with what I see from the team. And, you know, they're, they're becoming a unit right now. That mentality is building us, but they're also becoming a squad that that looks out for each other. Look at, uh, read Bruno Fernandes' comments yesterday that he made after the game. Look at the way the, they, they all mobbed 
uh, Eric Bailly at the final whistle. They know that that he he put his body on the line for that final tackle, and it's that those kind of moments that that you know really inspire the the, the team around you, the other team, the the team members, the other players, the support staff. Everybody starts to take a, to to talk that same language, and before you know it, um, you will have teams walking out old, at Old Trafford already having been beaten in the tunnel, like they used to seven, eight, nine, ten years ago and earlier, because that's what Manchester United is about. You know, it's that that never say die spirit and attitude, and I believe that we're on the right track to that. And Oli is a really great guy. Yeah, he's 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 got that kind of people side to him that you know you. You, you don't want to get on his bad side, but he protects the players as well. So now they, I really believe they're fighting for them. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about mentality, right? And and improving players and all his contribution to the club. Yesterday, other than Bruno, Maguire, and Juan Bissaka, everybody else was a non-Ole signing, from what I remember. And they gave their everything. It was a high-intensity game. It was a huge push. So... If we continue to do this, you know, uh, when we come to whether it's the, the Premier League or it's these semi-finals that we have to break this hoodoo off, I believe that we have a good chance to win trophies this season. And how important do you think it is for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to win the Carabao Cup? He'll, he'll definitely rate it as a as a as a good chance uh, trophy, right? Because look. Walking into this this game next week against City, right? Uh, City is going to have probably four or five players out because of COVID. I, I suspect one of them is Edison, uh, based on what I've seen on his Instagram stories. Um, there is a chance for us to beat them. Yeah, look, last year we were quite close. I was at at the Etihad, Etihad for that for the game against uh, where, where Matic scored and we still we were one nil, but we still went out on uh, on away uh, on um, aggregate overall. We have a chance to beat them, and then it's either going to be Sheffield, uh, sorry, uh, Tottenham or Brentford, right? So there is a good chance. I'm, I, I think Ole will be looking at this and saying we need to compete on all fronts, but that's a, a trophy that we can win and we should win. And then, obviously, with the FA Cup coming up, I know it's early days in the FA Cup, um, but I think I think personally, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should be looking at two trophies this season. Which would you call? Would you say it's the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup? I would say it's the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. Interesting. Yeah, look, I think his attitude, you know, all he's a winner, right? Um, his attitude will be to go for four trophies. There's no two ways about it. But at the same time, what I believe is, you know, he, he will place his bets a little bit more on one rather than the other. Like, you see him play a much stronger strength team in the Carabao Cup against City, but then resting some people against uh, Watford, right? He'll probably play Mata, Tuanzebe, you know, uh, Lingard against Watford, right? So, I agree with you that he he should deliver two trophies this season. Yeah, there has been investment in the squad, not enough. But uh, overall, I think there is a good chance for us to do well this season. And then with the Carabao Cup performance uh, against Manchester City, I mean, we put, you know, United played them just over a month ago, I believe. Um, and, you know, it was nil-nil, Old Trafford, pretty much a bore fest, not much going on. Um, 
what do you think needs to change the, the, the mentality going into this game? Obviously, it's going to be a changed side. It'll probably be a different starting eleven. We can discuss that in a bit. In a bit. But what do you think needs to change? How, how do United approach Manchester City? Did you go to Old Trafford for that game against City last month? No, I wasn't, wasn't uh, there, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it, Manchester Derby, right, without the fans is always going to be interesting. And for me, that's always a special one because that was the last time I was inside Old Trafford when when Scott McTominay smashed that that uh, late, late, late second goal. Uh, it was an amazing, the best feeling I've ever had in my life uh, uh, in a football game. Yeah, uh, Amazing. And yeah, Manchester City will come out there with... Um, and they will attack. You know, they will they will look to win that. That that trophy has pretty much been the Manchester City trophy in many ways for the last few years. Um, look, United. Uh, I I think that City can be beaten. Yeah, they they will come to win, but United would also go to win because if you play the league more often than not, people will try to be a little bit cagey, right? Especially Pep versus Ole because he knows where he overplays his cards. We. We've smashed them on the counter attack um, two or three three games, if I'm not mistaken, right last season. So ultimately, Pep had to be quiet and careful in that game in the league uh, last month. Um, Ole also played a bit of a game of chess. Nobody eased. I felt United could have won it, but this game will be different. There will be good attack. There will be good counter attacking option uh, opportunities as well. And uh, remember that this is a much more confident United side that is going into that game versus City, who have, as I mentioned, probably four or five players out. I'm not sure how key those four or five players are, but uh, there is a good chance that uh, the game will be very different to that drab sort of uh, more exciting to watch paint drying performance that was put up by both sides a month ago. So what sort of team are you expecting uh, to face Manchester City. Let's start off with the goalkeeper. Who do you think will start? I think he will probably start... Um, uh, uh, he, he could start Henderson. I'm not sure about that one. but Because yesterday I saw um, Henderson was being put through his paces after the game. Yeah, He was training after the game at, uh, on the pitch, if I'm not mistaken. You know better. You were there, right? Yes, that's yeah, correct. He exactly, was, yeah. and that's why I believe that that he may may start. Yeah, so I I think that that Henderson starts that game. Um, I'm quite sure that one Bissaka starts that game as well. Yeah, against uh, Raheem Sterling if he plays. Um, I would persist with the uh, Maguire and BN uh, Eric Bailly combination uh, and Luke Shaw um, at left back. Uh, that would be my my defensive setup for the game. And then I I agree. I would I would go with the exact same. I do think Henderson is going to start. I think Wamasaka deserves to keep keep his right back place. Um, by needs as many games as possible under his belt. Uh, Maguire obviously he's a rock at the back. He stays in. And then Tellers or Shaw. I think Shaw just gets uh the starting position over Tellers recently, mainly for his defensive duties. Um, as Tellers has has left multiple spaces and gaps at the back, um, but with that you get his excellent crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've got to just decide this this midfield. I mean, it's a very difficult midfield to predict as of late. Obviously, we know Ali Gunnar Solskjaer trusts McTominay and Fred with his life. I've, I've been calling them on Twitter the trusted mm-hmm. ones recently. 
um, because there is no one else I feel Ole Gunnar Solskjaer trusts. Maybe Bruno Fernandes, of course. Um, but is he going to go with Fred, McTominay, Pogba? I'm not too sure. Is he going to go for a front three? Probably. Probably. Maybe Greenwood starts. Um, not too sure about that one, mainly because of Cavani not being available. Um, but yeah, let's let's hear your midfield here. I think look, uh, it, it's it's this kind of high discipline game that is necessary, but also high intensity. And it seems to me that Ole always jumps to Mc, to McFred, uh, that McFred midfield. And look, it's it's uh, in recent times it's paid off in the right games, right? Uh, they were absolutely magnificent against Leeds. Uh, McDominay with those two goals. So I wouldn't be surprised if McDominay and Fred start again. Um, I feel that we will play a diamond, however. Um, and I think that we will play the diamond and we will use Pogba in a similar role as we did yesterday, a little bit on the left. Um, and I'm not sure if Greenwood starts this one, but I think we'll see quite a similar setup to this week's team. Uh, sorry, to last night's team, rather. Yeah. Um, no Cavani means that... Yeah, we have a bit of a challenge there. I would have rather had Cavani playing for this game, but the FA knows when to ban and who to ban. So it's probably going to be Martial. And the only thing that I could really see that Ole does is maybe he gives Pogba a rest and he plays uh, Rashford out on the left and then um, Greenwood on the right. Maybe that's one option. But I still feel that he'll go with Pogba on the left, Rashford on the right. Um, because Rashford gives that attacking attacking threat from the right, and Pogba brings a different attacking dimension as we have seen yesterday. Yeah, so his creativity along with Bruno and that that link up play with Bruno and Pogba is getting so much better in recent games. I wouldn't be surprised if if he he stuck to a very similar setup as he had yesterday. One th- agreed. Yeah. I think I think he will go for a similar. Um, similar setup to yesterday because mainly due to the fact that United play Watford uh, next in the FA Cup after that fixture so he can really rest some players against Watford you'd, you'd expect United's second team with Van der Beek Lingard potentially yep. Tuanze Bay all those matters uh, all those players to come in maybe Greenwood can get a start at his, at his natural position at striker uh, that, that's one to look out for but I think that is one one of the games where he can he can sort of experiment a little bit more and uh, see which players can can shine and, and really put themselves in good stead to start some Premier League games. I think you'll see Igalo in that game, though. I have a feeling, maybe as a sub, I don't know if he'll be a striker, but he will definitely play because Watford was his old club, right? And uh, I think it's pretty much uh, uh, a kind of a testimonial in some ways for Igalo because he will uh, most, most definitely be going back to China at the end of uh, January, right, with the loan extension complete. Definitely, and then that will probably be the end of Igalo. Uh, we 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 know how much Ali Gunasanshar likes to play players against former clubs <laughs> to get a result. You know, Alexis Sanchez was the main one. It's um, all his juju tactics, right? <laughs> so he, he... <laughs> Daniel James, Daniel James against Leeds. Yep. Um, well, he didn't really play for Leeds, but uh, yeah, I but uh, yeah, I mean, he he, he does this. Yeah, I mean, all he does that he gives them a chance. I think he um, he knows which which players have a point to prove against their older clubs, and you know that's where everybody has a different kind of motivation, right? So he also uses it as a motivation, but a, a factor to challenge people. And besides that, there's also a 
tactical reasons where he makes those, those decisions. Like, for example, I, I felt that Daniel James, uh, much as he has his improvement areas, right? Um, I think he did a really good job against Leeds because he um, he provided at the right minute his, his quick pace, you know, um, stretching out players, so on and so stretching the defense here and there where he needed to. And as always, that gives... Um, when you stretch players out as a striker or as a winger, it gives the number 10 so much more room to move, right? So definitely, um, uh, he, he did a good job there. Yeah, yeah that's excellent. Um, and I think we're just about coming to the end of this uh, podcast now. We've wrapped up all the topics that we need to discuss. Uh, it's been excellent having you on, Rohit, and it's been excellent start to this, this new podcast, so... Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, right? I love talking about United. United is such a uh, such a big part of my life. Uh, Sir Alex is one of my my greatest idol. Yeah, uh, learned many lessons from him, and and the United teams in the past. And I don't don't work in football in my day job, but um, United is a great source of passion for me. So thanks for having me, and uh, really look forward to doing this again sometime. Yes, excellent stuff. Be sure to follow Rohit on Twitter at O Rohit O and follow myself at Brad J Cox underscore. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brad. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you, Rohit. See you later. to everyone for listening to this podcast uh, please do follow and subscribe to the podcast for more entertaining episodes like this this one uh, coming your way in this new year thank you very much Thank you.